record. Finally, we have arrived at this point in our lives, where Bjorn and I, after many years of deliberation, meet at this table to record this podcast here tonight. Hello, everyone. Indeed, hello. Anyway, so let's move away from the formalities. Um, your breath smells a bit of a beer, uh, as does most of our breaths at this hour. I'm just glad to know that you are relaxed and uh, open to talk about any topic. That's what we do here on this as yet unnamed podcast. Uh, we're open to anything. This is starting to sound like that uh, familiar, that uh, famous radio show. What was it called? Um, what was that guy with the bushy curly hair? Fraser. No man, oh. close enough. <laughs> oh, Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's starting to sound like that. So. No, I'm very happy to go by Howard Stern. Um, uncensored. Um, and Indeed. Unedited. Solicited. Okay, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, think of my words now. Okay, well, whatever, just take it away. You're take right. it away, indeed, Bjorn. Anyway, so, <clears throat> I think it's always relevant to bring something in from our personal lives and then discuss that as a topic. Oh, sorry, on my phone. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll start with you, Hein. Um, it's not really a question-answer session, is it? It's more like uh, our thoughts on... Bianca Stein. This is a character that will come up sp- sp- periodically. Um, also, Bjorn stutters when he lies. <laughs> yeah. Also, I've got nothing prepared, <laughs> so this is a bit like, well, what are we doing? I'm happy that you decided to go with Bianca Stein after a recent encounter. Johan will tell us all about that recent Shall we date? Do we, should we go back uh, to my most recent encounter? No, it wasn't really an encounter. It was more like a in the passing, in the moment, where two souls meet. Or not, for that matter. Anyway, uh, digressing again. Moving on swiftly. Okay, so we'll, we'll just leave that up. We'll cut Average that minds, uh, <laughs> what? Discuss people. <laughs> well, exactly. We don't want to talk about COVID. That's too depressing. Okay, so today uh, something interesting came up. I received a link uh, to listen to the dissertation of a doctorate uh, who finished his theological, his degree in theology and his subsequently his doctorate or his PhD. And uh, yeah, just that brings up so many emotions when I listen or when I watch that live broadcast today. Why? I think it, it's a, it's a different level, and I'm not talking about achievement or um, money-wise, but it's a, it's not earning, it's not about earning potential, it's not about um, achievement, it's not about um, outperforming your peer group, it's not got nothing to do with that. I just find it so immensely interesting that people can devote and dedicate their lives so much. To one topic or one uh, subject or one mm. Um, mm. whatever, and then after all of that hard work, because that's seven years of research and studies and all of that, you know, to complete your thesis, and then it all 
comes down to a fine point like that dissertation. And when they ask them these uh, questions, these people seem so serious and out to get him and whatever else. And then you, you know, it's like it's it's like watching a a, a trial, a trial, kind of a thing. Yeah, I just found it immensely interesting. And then at the end, they said we would like to welcome our young doctor to the well done fraternity. And I thought to myself, that is such a beautiful point in time. If you've reached that level and if you've done put in the hard work and you've dedicated yourself and then you're rewarded in such a way and I think they deserve all it has to bear. No, no, of course, it's fantastic to see people uh, grow and achieve and I think that's the main thing here tonight. <laughs> Finally, we've got a theme here tonight. It's talking about achievements or uh, um, uh, I, think it, I think it actually ties into our conversation earlier today where we talked about um, spirituality and growth and all of that. And by, by spirituality uh, combination... Where did we talk about this? <laughs> when did we What's, talk about it? It wasn't me. <laughs> no, we talked about um, uh, people, uh, you know, our peer group. I know, we always and, talk about people. That's a and thing. Uh, the tendencies where you... Like, where you Oh, well, that wasn't earlier today. That was like a few minutes ago. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, anyway, sorry, I am uh, distracting. Focus. Yes, any case. So it's just um, more and more evident how important it is to keep growing and to keep evolving. And, you know, we're like plants in the garden. And yes. We need the sunshine and we need to grow and we go through different phases in our life. And um, we can't expect every day to be the same essentially and that brings us back to life in its essence you know it's like you've got good days and you've got bad days and you've got stressful situations and you've got carefree days that you don't have to worry about a thing but <clears throat> if we never reach and rise to these challenges on a daily basis then our lives will become meaningless if we didn't have that mm and mm. go well i mean as i've been discussing with some people that i've recently met up with again and reconnected on this particular topic of reaching a point in your life where you look back and you ask yourself well what is it that you can apply yourself best to and use the time left that you do have in, in a way where it brings you both pleasure happiness and well you know satisfaction and uh, mm. performance and uh, not purpose, yes, exactly. The thing that you are, um, I guess, born to do, not do, just doing the thing that you are doing to get by, but also deciding what kind of life you want to live, you know. I mean, I um, follow a, I suppose, a um, un not unorthodox, but an unusual uh, career field in uh, the artistic um, entertainment realm, which is quite a high-risk um, uh, field to, to enter into. Because of lack of security, job security, job security. Although, Especially if you're working uh, on a freelance basis. I mean, on the one hand, it offers you freedom, but you have to um, build a certain lifestyle around that, or whatever suits you. Oh, I mean, of course, you should high risk freedom is, always comes at a price. Well, exactly, but high risk also has high reward. I mean, if you are exactly. really dedicated to it and all that. But anyway, uh, the part of it being um, unusual and difficult um, means. Um, I mean, it's not what 
obviously it's, it's the minority of the population that would find success in that realm um, because it takes a lot of um, sacrifice both personal prof professional financial all of it in order to take what it is that you find to be um, a vision for you um, and then to uh, well see it through um, to complete a project actually um, is, is very complicated and uh, people it's not just about giving up I suppose it's just it's sometimes it's insurmountable the idea that you um, are, you'd have to spend so much time and resources and energy to create something that is going to not uh, be used or I, I should say um, uh, consumed absorbed by the by a majority of people you know, it's that old thing uh, but anyway but coming back to coming back to purpose no, I was going to go back to something else. <laughs> no, Continue. Sorry, my apologies. We'll get... Well, it's all about purpose. We're getting there. But we will get there eventually. Mm. Um, my uh, thoughts were just that um, to set aside the time. Like, if, at, at whatever point in your life you decide, that, okay, fine, um, you'd rather have a soulful, fulfilling life than to just do the, um, you know, what is re required of you to live within a uh, comfortable um a fiscal existence. Mm. Um, that's what we are discussing here and trying to um, figure out is how can you make your dreams a reality in that sense uh, and what does it actually take in terms of how to shuffle around your current schedule and your current um, way of living in order to give yourself the biggest um, chance to, to, to make that thing that you want to do happen, be it for whatever that is. Whatever that is for you. Yeah. Yes. Interesting piece I read today, and they discussed exactly this topic. They said, um, if you could live your dream every day, i.e., let's say you could choose what you dream about every night, mm. and you can decide the outcome of every dream, you can decide the theme of every dream, what needs to happen during the dream, or whatever the case might be. And they said, if you, if you think about it, and you spend enough time thinking about it, and you could um, essentially make a dream your reality, as in you can decide every aspect of it, eventually you'll just be living your regular life in your dreams. Well, exactly. It all starts with these small decisions that you make. Some person told me this years ago about, um, you know, it's like uh, stirring your tea in a different direction to what you used to, but then actively, you know, making all these little changes until eventually, yes, the life that you want to lead is the one you are leading. Um, you're sort of just finding a, a, a way a in rhythm. that way. A rhythm, exactly. Um, but yeah, just decide from the get-go, I would say that, let's say you um, always talk about wanting to be a writer of something. Um, instead of talking about it or, or, or even discussing it in any sense, just actually do it. Just actually write something. If it's one sentence, just write it. And believe in the fact that that is what you um, see yourself as. I think to self-visualize leads to self-actualizing. So um, what don't are your, back. What are your thoughts on... Um, manifestation and visualizing yeah that's very important but what i find you, that yeah, what's your feeling um, about it's that? Oh, well okay yeah. i firmly believe that there are energies at play in and frequencies in the unit in our existence um which depending on what you hit your ride to as they would say you know what you um uh, prescribe to or subscribe to that will lead you to um you know, in, in the direction you want to go. So manifesting to me means to 
full-heartedly decide that you either want to pursue A or, or B versus A, you know, that sort of route. And then your mindset just sort of like naturally falls into place with the kind of decisions you make mm. that leads you on the road to A, I mean, like, to B or C or whatever it is, wherever it is you want to go. Um, that takes a lot of, uh, um, uh, like, to, I don't want to say just to believe in yourself, that's, that's superficial, but um, to commit mm. to, to that. Um, commit to being mindful. Mindfulness, that's the word, yes. Thank you very much. Um, and then step by step, things will fall into place. I think that's kind of like a faith you have in, um, in your own ability and also in um, what you kind of want to achieve, you will achieve, because it's what you really want. Um, you're not indecisive about it. I think that the problem is, or the problem, problem has historically been that uh, dreamers, as they've been... Um, yes. Mm, I mean, it's a bit of a difference between dreaming. Dreaming is quite like a passive type of thing. Well, that's what I wanted to get to. Is like if you if you're striving towards this greatness or this dream that you have or this um, aspiration or ambition that you have, and you're never actually uh, moving on to action, then essentially you're a dream. And I think so many people are just paralyzed by mm. the fear of going into action because they've been dreaming about it for so long. That it actually feels unobtainable. Yeah, like it's, like it's you can't break yeah. through. Yes, like you've just said, and um, yeah, so it's, it's less, funny, less like being a dreamer and more like being well a doer, I suppose. Doer, yeah. Um, well, yeah, active little things, and again, it starts with small things, and that eventually leads to you know a, a, a consistent ribbon that you then build up to. But it's funny what holds people back. Yeah, I just wanted to say it's not that easy, is it? Well, yeah. in, in reality, in theory, it's that simple. Just make one, take one step every day. I just find but there's so many things in life that can just uh, derail that whole train. Yes, but if we backtrack it to deciding, reaching the moment where you say, okay, well, right now, here and now, what is the thing that you want to do? And then you have to ask yourself, okay, well, what is stopping you from doing it? You know, we, we, it needs a sincere honesty and, you know, looking at yourself very um, clearly and like with full authenticity to discern why you won't move forward. Why, why is the unwillingness there? Um, and, I mean, sometimes it's something as, oh, like we tend to overcomplicate reasons mm. uh, that are actually quite simple. Um, I think Dr. Bernard Brown's uh, summed it up quite well in her book, Living Courageously. And uh, she talked about exactly, well, she touched on one of these aspects in any case in her book. And it's something I would recommend uh, reading or listening to. Obviously, I don't want to paraphrase her work. That's for you to experience that on your own. She's also got an amazing podcast on uh, Spotify. Mm -hmm. Absolutely worth tuning into, but in any case, it's uh, she's obviously all about vulnerabilities and um, being vulnerable, and uh, that's when we are at our most vulnerable, and we're laying ourselves bare, not in a um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not not 
you're not a victim. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. your vulnerabilities as in a victim in a situation like that. I'm talking about being laying yourself bare in pursuit of your dreams and to reach your goals and all of that and, and admitting to your vulnerabilities and not always pretending to be this massively strong individual that can conquer the world, accepting our weaknesses for what they are um, and uh, being mindful about those weaknesses moving forward then it's easier to reach our goal, not trying to pose and show the world that no, we're indeed these absolutely strong exactly, people and then we don't reach it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, kind of a thing. I'm just mumbling there. But no, but I mean, that's perfect. Down. That makes perfect sense. This idea that um, we put so much uh, expectation, pressure on, on a decision, which inevitably will work itself out. Mm. And we kind of just have to trust in that uh, journey, I suppose, mm. of, um, I guess you'll have an adrenaline rush and then you'll um, ease into it or it'll just snap together. But yeah, so in any case, that was us just trying to um, discuss uh, sense the, the pressure of the decision. But can you give us an example one, of in your own life where you've had a... How to be vulnerable. Well, how, how you had grown from the decision, how you or how, how you have decided on, uh, sorry, uh, to manifest um, something mm. and then I think it's um, in my own life, it's been most evident in my uh, job situation. Mm-hmm. In any case, uh, so if you're just in a position where you're not in a leadership position per se, but then you realize that you don't have to be like like traditionally we're growing up thinking that oh you have to be a manager of some sort you have to be put into that position and then you become a leader and the reality is that we don't lead from the front we lead from the back or we lead from wherever we find ourselves you don't have to be the manager to be the leader if that makes any sense because uh for mm-hmm. me when I started my journey of mindfulness and growth, the thing that I lacked most in my life was a role model for leadership. Uh-huh. And that's when I decided to grow into that and gain a better understanding of what leadership is in its essence. And by no means do I now claim to know anything about leadership. That's not what I'm about. All that I know is that I know what leadership is not. Mm-hmm. And most of the role models or examples that I've been exposed to in my uh, professional career. These people believe they are leaders because they're in managerial positions, but in reality, they show very little competence as effective, competent leaders. Yeah, it's almost like a job description that just comes with a a status position. Yes. And it's not real um, impact on the on the team, I suppose, other than to drain them. Exactly. Any case, so when you when you realize what's lacking in the people uh, that's supposed to to be leading you or to be in your seniority structures, then you start. Well, then I well then I realize I'm I'm I miss that, and I would like to be that person for other people, even though I'm not their manager and not. Specifically in the senior, more so the senior oh, position. Change. But then I just affected the change, like you said. I just, I just started leading from where I am. And um, then I got myself into a 
position of middle management, which is quite a strange thing position to be in because you're trying to translate what the people on the front line are saying to the people that are planning the budgets and um, making the decisions that will ultimately decide the future for the company. And the more you get into that, the more these seniors also buy into your leadership capabilities. That right, yeah. Well, in many ways, it's like fake it till you make it. Um, yes. But also because you're coming at it from a, a truthful and honest place. But the moment that I realized that, okay, I, for one, don't have any, or did not at that point have any leadership capabilities, the moment when I realized my vulnerabilities, the moment when I could identify what I don't have and what mm -hmm. I don't possess and what skills I don't have, those, the, at that moment, I could really build on my strengths. And I could effectively invite the people mm. around me to support me in my weaknesses. And yes. in that, we could all move forward as a stronger unit. Yes, exactly. I think that builds a sense of uh, trust. Uh, not not just trust, but um, of everyone coming together and um, adding to the, the whole, and that comes the whole body of the thing. You know? Yes. And that you're not just in a position where you're saying, oh yeah, I know. And as soon as we value each other for our weaknesses, yeah. and not our strengths, per se, as soon as we embrace that, as soon as we're vulnerable like that, and we can be honest about that, then we can come together for our strengths mm. and be something great. But if we're all just hiding our weaknesses, pretending that we'll just push through those weaknesses and get better, hopefully by some miracle, then we're just setting up ourselves for disaster and that I've seen over and over. Okay, right, so in this position that you haven't uh, effectively uh, created for yourself mm. as a sense of self-actualizing that, yeah. um, you have seen success in the team that you have. Oh, absolutely. Okay. The moment you give people those, uh, the moment you give that security and knowing that, that um, People will not be criticized for the weaknesses. The moment you do that, the people become inherently become more sincere mm -hmm. and Absolutely. genuine and invested in the team. The mm -hmm. moment you take away just, you know, the moment you just take away the money aspect and people trying to clamor for a, a raise or a, um, a better position or a more senior position or whatever, as, as soon as you strip all that away, and you just lay it all bare and you just work as a team and you're just open and honest about uh, your strengths and your weaknesses, then I feel the team really comes together in a big way. Yes, exactly. There's a sincerity and authenticity and people find pride in what they do. Mm. So and security. Like they've all like yeah. got a, a slot to fill and the cog in the machine is all kind of like um, happily working together to achieve a common goal. Um, but I think that also comes down to a lot of like People then feel seen for who they are, um, with flaws and all, and that creates an appreciation amongst each other. Like it's a respect, right? But now, in your uh, field of work, where you mostly, I mean, you you form part of a team in the bigger picture. But the reality of the situation is that there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes where you're working by yourself yes. and you're on your own. So, how difficult or easy is it for you, as a freelancer? to then become part of a new dynamic and a new team quite regularly and having to fit in and bond with that team 
for the time being and then move on again? Yeah, it's kind of complicated. Well, depending on it's a small industry, so you do tend to um, you know work around with the same people quite a lot. Uh, that's a whole other challenge in itself. But um, yeah, no, it's been difficult. Yeah, but the thing that I found most interesting um, on my journey of uh, self-discovery uh, and all this leadership stuff, the thing that I found most interesting is this concept called company culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've mm-hmm. moved around mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. companies and company cultures. And what's your take on that? Well, in what I've seen from the uh, com- uh, companies that have people employed um, more permanently, so they have yeah. a company culture in the specific industry that I work in, it's quite disappointing, really, because company culture is almost just about obedience in, in that term. It's like people willing to um, come together uh, for this, uh, um, and being able, uh, how can I put this, to um, be able to do the thing that they really want to do, which is to work in the arts. Um, you're kind of being um, well exploited, obviously, in terms of it's either take the work or, you, or, or, take, or take or leave it. And you have to be so thankful for the opportunity, yet you're actually the one who's actively participating to add value to the companies. So it's quite toxic in many ways. And obviously there's a lot of politics involved as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of disappointing uh, to try and um, uh, capitalize on cre- creativity in that way. Um, so the freelance aspect of, of sort of becoming like a traveling, uh, uh, being part of a traveling circus kind of thing, um, well, for me, it suits, suits me better uh, because you're not attaching to some com- company culture that will dictate your own um, you mean selling emotion. Out. Like, yeah. In essence. Well, I can't say it's selling out. It's, it's well, I mean, some people have a, a different aptitude to do different jobs within the um, hierarchy of things. But if you are a person who um, wants more challenging uh, work to, or to work on something more uh, deep or challenging and that sort of thing, that's not necessarily going to happen within a permanent company situation where they are creating product to sell to the lowest common denominator type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just not, doesn't add up that way. So you kind of have to, um, Take it on yourself to either produce or create content on your own that will speak the language that you want to to, to speak and communicate yeah. on on that sort of level, um, or you have to actively hustle and move around and, and play the game. Of sometimes you work on things that are that you're not interested in, so that you can have the opportunity to work on things that you really want to work on, for instance. Um, but to go from that mindset of uh, believing in sheltered employment for the sake of fitting into a company culture and feeling like you're part of something which gives you a false sense of security mm-hmm. and a false sense of purpose um yeah it, it's quite scary um to think about leaving all of that behind when you are in the thinking stage of leaving it all behind but it's completely doable uh, depending on supply and demand <laughs> of your skill sets and such mm-hmm. um but i can say that um, looking back on my own journey professionally, it's the best decision that I've made mm-hmm. was to leave that behind. Um, I do say this in the sense of some some dif- different things work for different people. Some people flourish in a system where 
they want to be part of a uh, company that dictates a certain policy and all of that. They want to feel um, like working within, working within the, the, the boxes, Maybe. but like within parameters and things um, that they can then apply themselves to create things at a certain speed or with a certain efficiency that works within the budgets and the time frames of that sort of thing. Um, I think it's like you said, it's like a, the, the aptitude, but you have an aptitude for Yeah, I mean, overall, I think if you, that's a lot of work you need to do on yourself to, to really be honest and figure out what are you actually good at naturally, number one. I mean, what, what is still uh, there to develop that you can, you know, you can always develop your weaknesses um, as you go along. But like, what are you naturally more inclined to, to do? Um, so that is a big, big one at the very beginning anyway, um, because you, you can fake it until you make it for so long and then maybe you can just mess up because you don't actually know what you're doing. The other thing is also that uh, you need to define for yourself is uh, what is the make it part of the whole thing. And just to find that, like we discussed, you know, you like need to find purpose in what you do. But that would obviously then also dictate what, what making it is for you. Yeah, yeah, you have to define, uh, determine for yourself that level of what is success. Success is different to different people. Um, but purpose is not always success, is it? Well, success can lead to you finding, finding a purpose because you are then actively, um, like if you are going from goal to goal, you've set yourself goals, mm -hmm. uh, so that you can eventually get to a place where you say, okay, well, I am able to apply myself here and here and here, and then I can actually do something holistically about what... Um, the bigger picture is kind of thing like um, you become more competent i guess in a sense of leading your life in a, in a way where you are completely responsible for your um fate as it would be um no so is that safe to say that it can can you sum up what the ideal goal would be for somebody in your industry well, for self, yourself self-sufficiency would be one owning your own um, ideas is obviously a big one mm -hmm. in terms of whatever you create um, you should be able to uh, uh, make a living off of it but just to sell it and, and then to um, yeah not, not be but just basically you're, do, you're doing the same thing but you're doing it on your own terms and you're on your own style your exactly own there's, a, there's a control that you should have over your own business as it would be mm. of creating but as soon as you also as you create that let's let's take your industry to be more specific so the, the product that you're creating is um a film and television productions yeah so the, the the final product would be something that is shown either on a public platform like YouTube or Netflix or mm, yes. the traditional broadcasting channels or whatever the case might be. But once you reach that level where you're putting out a full-fledged full production, inevitably you'll need a team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah, so Mike, yeah, what I'm getting at with this is um, the goal for everyone cannot be to be self-sufficient. What I mean, that sounds at some point you need to be as a business, as an entity of like, I'm not talking about the individual in person. Yeah. Um, are we talking about a person or are we talking about like. Well, that's what I'm trying to clear uh, up. Yeah. Because the dream for everyone to reach success cannot be to be self sufficient mm -hmm. because we need companies yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that supplies with petrol and. and um, council, well, in that case, I would say to do, success would then be to do, the, to do things 
that you find absolute joy in doing you know that would define success for me yeah but and that doesn't mean it's 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 not monetary so yeah i need not be linked to that so that's where i try to draw the line between finding success and finding purpose i feel that you can find purpose in so many different ways you can you can find purpose let's say let's say you're working a deadbeat job for example mm -hmm. but you've got an amazing supportive um, spouse or partner at home or family or whatever the case might be your purpose might just to be to keep all of that afloat to keep that boat afloat oh, to keep your is. kids going to school to keep everybody in, uh, healthy and fed and all of that that could be a purposeful living even though you might not enjoy your job every day it might not be a dream to wake up and go to go to work every morning but you find so much joy in what that labor brings you mm -hmm. at the end of the day mm -hmm. or what what you're buying into and that is that's why i say it can be i mean you've also said that it's it's, it's not all monetary it's not all pay scale and pay grade and all of that but I think so many people in reality work without finding purpose in what they do, even in their own existence. Just what is your purpose? What is, and this can be a very depressing question to ask yourself because so many people could just come up and say, oh, but there's no purpose to my existence. If you think about it like that, you know, from a spiritual point of view, what's the point of me even living? All the problems I have, I create for myself, in essence. But in reality, it's not, it's not so much what is my purpose, like in the grand scheme of things, because that will work itself out. But it's in what do I find purpose? And that's a good question, Rob. What do I find purpose? So it could be many things. Hmm. That can be anything. Even if you're just living to golf on the weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, life is so um, tough, really. You know, it's, it's, a, it's sort of like all kind of didn't ask to be here. You're sort of like suffering through it all, technically. Um, and then to find content, or, or you know, like that sense of, um, yeah, like that's, that's probably different for different people, what they find to be pleasurable or joy, joyous and that sort of thing. Um, and if your purpose can then be to either lead yourself or your near ones, or any other people mm. um, to have a more um, uh, diverse life in a sense dynamic dynamic life yes um, or to experience um, uh, the, the full realm of emotions that humans can have you know at any given time mm. um, to open us up to all possibilities of what your potential could be mm. I mean that's also I think a good way to every day try and find um, a path to to experiencing that and not just the path of least resistance yeah i mean that's <laughs> because that's what we like to default to isn't it? yeah exactly we're very comfortable in mm -hmm. um, what we become accustomed to and then we kind of like do uh, fall asleep mm -hmm. in a sense our we're spaces just, and our graces no you're just on autopilot and uh, it, there's so much more you could experience as a person that we're just not um, allowing ourselves necessarily um, I mean, lots of people just are, are being, how can I say, um, either neglected or um, don't have the opportunity to experience um, because they are being, um, is the word forced? 
know, like when it, uh, um, Inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Withheld from mm. having these opportunities and things. Um, either through a system that is rigged or through like a, a relationship with some person, one or the other is not um, truly supporting the other's ability to move and grow, you know, mm. and that sort of thing. So it does come back to growing, like into what direct, like we can go in all kinds of directions in terms of growth. And do we allow ourselves to grow there or are we too, uh, or too comfortable, you know? I mean, it's quite a big journey, like an adventure. Life can be a massive adventure in all kinds of um, directions. And yet, oh, that is the way. It's a good muscle. Mm. Um, sorry, we'll cut that. <laughs> I prefer we leave it in. Life indeed takes, <laughs> takes you on. I'm sorry, we are at the. On a uh, danger. Listen. We're live from Africa. <laughs> it might not sound that way. But in um, the bush, in the middle of. Well, yeah, my God, we've been confronted by the wild of Africa. Exactly, but that's another thing. We are humans in um, constantly dealing with the elements and everything else around us, all forms of life. And like I say, things can go in all kinds of directions and your imagination can take you to think about um, any topic or subject. And something like a, um, uh, what is this thing, mongoose, whatever, uh, running on Completely the derail. not just derails it but it sort of like just wakes you up or makes you realize about the world outside Set of your up. own comfort yeah. zone or outside of your own um, problems or your, interestingly your enough problem. that reminds me uh, is it the Charles Dickens novel where he compared uh, a block of flats if you look at oh, well if you're stand, if you're looking at a city and you're looking at the city blocks and you just imagine yourself that every light is a completely different story but mm. someone someone's mm. life is hidden behind that window that light that you see you know and it's uh, for each person that same city is a different world it's a different experience it's a different um, process of living you know the challenges posed to each person but in, in the same way it's the same for everyone, but it's very different. The experience is very different, but we all live in the same world. Well, there's a routine that gets followed, I suppose. I mean, where you plan yeah, and that brings it, about its own yeah. set of challenges, you know. And if you think about these challenges and these stresses on the daily, uh, on the daily, then it's easy to lose yourself in that, to lose yourself in the dark side of life. Oh yeah, I mean, to oh, it can be very depressing. In those challenges, that you don't necessarily feel like rising to meet those challenges on the daily. And that's where it, uh, I have found my purpose. Please I'm share. still obviously growing and discovering uh, what I find purpose in. But the thing that I find most rewarding is to help other people realize their full potential or to see the potential in other people and then make them aware of that potential. That is something that's endlessly rewarding. I don't know if you've had that experience, but this is something that I would, this is something I live for. Well, I mean, I find it, um, to teach someone something, and I mean, you're learning from it too, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not just so much as, uh, something you have to think about where you are only giving out in a way of, of yourself. It's, it's rewarding. It's or taking. It's rewarding in the sense that um, you've passed on in, uh, either knowledge, skill, information, whatever, 
kindness, generosity, whatever, it flows through you to open up this portal where things don't just accumulate in you with, with your own um, way of thinking and whatever it is, but that you can actually pass on um, value to someone else and to then see them pass it on to somebody else. Um, That's the concept of paying it forward. Yes, mm. but I mean, I'm just saying that as well. The idea of you know, like helping someone mm. off of their feet or whatever it is, mm. or helping them with small things like learning a small skill or um, helping them to manage their, uh, how they think about their emotions or then how they uh, deal with their emotions, for instance. But a big part of that is, is also not just the act of giving and taking, a big part of that is also. Just creating that space mm. and then letting that person be. Uh, especially in, a, in an office setup or in a business setup, the individuals can very quickly get or very easily get lost in the ranks. Kind yes. of a thing. And I think as a leader and not as a manager, my God, please, <laughs> let's discern the difference. As a, as a leader, you should allow that space for those individuals to grow into. So create that vacuum. Oh. If you see that potential within an individual, create that vacuum around that individual and let them grow into that space. And they then self-realize their potential. And one day they come to the office and they realize that they have um, grown into this position or this skill or this no, mindset or whatever. They're capable of more than they than they thought they would be capable of and that is endlessly rewarding in itself and that's well that's just in a that's just in a corporate or the commercial sector but i mean even even amongst friends you know if we're moving uh, in our social circles it's easy to see you know just for example a simple a simple example would be to see when a friend of yours has something to say and just in that moment, just quiet the conversation and let that person speak. Yes. You know, that in itself, without saying anything, without um, mentioning that everybody should keep quiet so that that person can speak, just create that space. Just you be the person to pause and let that person speak. No, no, that's... If a... only I could see that you wanted to speak. <laughs> no, I don't want to speak. Um... No, 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 exactly. That's quite such a. Um, uh, I don't know, it's a big thing to do. It's a small thing, but it's a big thing. That um, to, to, to allow people to uh, have, uh, let their thoughts out with, without judgment, without any kind of agenda behind or whatever. But um, yeah. Yeah. And not every statement warrants a reply. You know? yes. Like, well, you don't have to one up every reply, whatever the case might be. Uh, another thing is that you mentioned or you touched on earlier is this um, concept or, or it's not a concept, I mean it's very much a reality, but becoming aware of or mindful of, you know, each other's energies, the energy around us, the energies we, we bring to a table or into a room, into a room or into a, a circle of friends or whatever the case relationship. Be, relationship, whatever the case might be, to be so mindful of that and then you know, it's like as, as soon as you become mindful of that, and as soon as you allow uh, your spirituality to bloom and grow, to appreciate other people's energy, that's also something beautiful and profound in itself. 
I mean, if you look at it, like it's like flowers grow in the field mm. in, as individuals, like different colors, you know, individually, like blue and green, uh, blue, red, whatever it is. And yet, as a whole, if you look at the whole thing, it's a whole landscape, you know what I mean? And it's almost like allowing the canvas, if you want to call it that, if it's if we're talking mm, about it, seeming like a picture, yes. it creates a bigger picture, you know, it creates a bigger uh, community, I guess you could say. Um, but within there, you've got your individuals all growing and together, it's creating a, a much bigger uh, um, impact, mm. in a sense. And that they, I mean, it's a, it can only be a good thing. Like it, it, what is, what, what's the point of um, keeping potential from happening? I mean, mm. development, sorry, not potential, from happening in people to, or in, in, in your friends groups, or in your community, you know, mm. um, it's it's something we should strive for more um, and actively allow to happen. Like there should be less division and just more cohesion. Well, shout out to Brahma. Would you like to say something about that? Uh, not now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we need to get like copyright permission. Oh, like that. I see. Okay, no, no, no corporate sponsorship yet. Just joking. Um, no, something that uh, we touched on on our walk earlier this evening uh, after we had dinner, uh, we went for a walk in the neighborhood. And uh, we just looked at the houses in the, the surrounds and the area and so on. And the one thing that, you know, we talked about what we like and what we don't like and this facade and that and the one or the other and this color and so on and that texture. But the one thing that we agreed on uh, completely was the fact that, and it comes back to this flower situation, it comes back to allowing individuals in express their own right to yeah. express themselves but then become part of the canvas. In any case, so most people, well no, not most people, that's, that's not the truth. Some people feel like they need to, to put up a house or to build a house that shouts, I'm here, look at me, while other people just want to form part of the canvas. And it's not to say that there's a wrong way and a right way, that's not mm -hmm. what we're getting at, but that's it, the, re the realization or the, um, yeah, well, the realization that it's not so much about um, my house and expressing my individualism as it is about my house and my individualism expressed within a community. Yeah, but it's an ego aspect to it. Yeah. Well, the ego in itself is not a problem. Just when that ego believes it exists in a vacuum, that's when it becomes problematic. It only becomes beautiful, the neighborhood only becomes beautiful and a great place to live when you've got all your neighbors or allowing all your neighbors and enjoying their energy and express themselves in a peaceful and polite and sustainable way. Well, I mean, it can be inspiring to each other as well. Absolutely. And that's where the canvas thing came in that we just talked about. Oh. You know, it's like we're all beautiful flowers in our own right, but on our own, A, we don't have to make the same impression, and B, we won't have the chance to survive. So there's so much value in that communi community cohesion. Totally, totally. Trademark. <laughs> Thanks, Bronger. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so I think we, we touched on so much tonight. 
But not touching. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a different topic. I hope we've touched you out there with, mm. um, in, in certain ways. That sounds like the lawsuit. <laughs> okay. No, but the, in reality, we've talked about so much in Ireland. And uh, what do you feel, where would you like to go with these discussions? Because the thing that I miss the most in this conversation is getting other people's points of views on what we're discussing. Because currently we're flowers in a vacuum. <laughs> what do you mean, like an audience that phones in? Or more people. Well, imagine that. <laughs> more people around the table. It could be more people around more the table. I think it would be important to get more people around the table. I'm yeah. struggling a bit with some things. It's not so much struggling. Um, no, but I mean with soundboarding. Yeah, that's so, yeah, yeah, so we need more. We need more board. <laughs> so if you want to the join the yeah, let us up. Let us know. Here's the call to action right now. <laughs> yeah, especially with, uh, you know, like we can uh, with the technology that it ex exists, especially post COVID, if you can call it post COVID. Um, it's so easy to come together and talk about yeah. anything and everything. There's so many topics to, to discuss. Uh, it's just, it's fertile ground for um, opening up discourse and dis yeah, dialogue kind of a in a very uncertain world. So just in a few words, where do you see this or the continuation of this podcast in terms of discussions and... Well, I think we need to have themes of some sort, like whatever... Um, uh, Should we limit ourselves to? Well, not just, I mean, I'm just like it's more structure. We just need a bit of a structure that we can start with. Oh, but that's and, a technical thing. I mean, yeah. it's like what do you, where do you see this going? What do you, what's what's the uh, purpose uh, okay. of us just talking about talking stuff. about um, the stuff that runs through our minds? Well, I mean, it would be good to have some sort of a um, progress, not chart, but I want to say like a. I think we should be discussing our own goals and then checking in about those things. You know, right. like progress made in daily or weekly or whatever it is, in terms of, okay, well, I actually want to do this, start a new business, or uh, market oneself, or whatever it is, and then just saying... Track that growth and this... Tra track, yes, tracking, that's the word, to track it. Mm -hmm. But I think... Um, that's it, trackers. Okay. Trackers, yeah, trackers there you go. Australia, yeah, Also... Copyrighted. Now, the thing is, I think for me, the, the podcast holds, well, I'm calling it a podcast, you know, however we choose to cast this or to broadcast this. Um, the, real, the, the, the thing that I value most would be the conversation itself, opening the conversation, being open to other people's points of views, uh, realizing that I don't know everything, realizing that I'm not right about everything, realizing mm -hmm. that my point of view doesn't count account for everybody's uh, point of view. And that, I think only when, when you are challenged in your beliefs and um, when you have that dialogue, you can really grow. Otherwise, you're just going around in circles in your own head, believing the, uh, the nonsense you tell yourself every day in and out. Yeah, exactly. Only when we have these conversations and only when we get confronted by other people's points of views on these topics can we truly grow 
and absorb. Well, like I said, it's a thing about like not being indecisive about things. Um, so this is a way to just make up your mind, not just make up your mind, but to sort of clear your mind, I guess, mm. and uh, then be able to open learn to yes. get more out of it as well. I, uh, which is a natural thing to talk, to communicate yes. about X and X, Y, Z problem that you might have. And then, yeah, the idea is to always move forward, not to go back, not to get frozen in the, uh, you know, get in, in, frozen in the indecision mm. or the um, overcomplicating of things. This creates forward motion. Yes, and yeah. it keeps it. Excellent. That was a great conversation. I enjoyed it very much. Considering this is our first time, I mean... <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, we're also just uh, growing we, we, clearly we have been recorded on other... You know, on the phone, but not by ourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is... <laughs> There's just like... This, it's the hours first time, and hours of material time, out there that we don't know we have access to. <laughs> also in today's news, Facebook built another million square feet data center. Mm. Even though their user database declined by 25%. That's nothing fishy. Well, call it fishy, call it fishing, whatever. <laughs> Something's up. Something exactly. Also, Facebook doesn't exist anymore. It's called Metaverse. Yes. I'm not on Metaverse, so you won't find me there. Oh, I'd Metaverse. be happy to uh, host one of our. No, but I don't talk, want to be on talk <laughs> sessions. <laughs> like that's also another. Don't be a hypocrite, Bjorn. You're on Instagram. That's technically Facebook. Well, I guess so. Mm. Different motivations behind the it. The devil is called by many names. But uh, no, that's also something to talk about. Though, it's like, why do we choose to participate in these things? Or um, don't. Or don't. Yes. But uh, that's human nature. This idea of sharing and communication is all part of it. Uh, even what we're doing now, it's similar in terms of um, trying to connect. To oh, we're only itching a ride on the podcast fad now that <laughs> started out about uh, 15, 15 years, years ago. Years ago. <laughs> um, but again... With the onset of the... What is it? The no, iPod again, touch. It's not so the much iPod. about the podcast as a trained thing. It's about the portal for communication. Yes. This could have been a radio show. In you know? um, well, so, yes. Or oh, this is just really... Um, like the broadcasting channel that changes. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just stick to the fact that this is about communicating with the um, intent. intent to move um, forward. forward and in decisions. Yes, absolutely. Well, that wraps it up for us. And um, until we meet again, dare I say, in the metaverse. Okay.